Let's turn to the 2020 primary. Uh, I think that's almost taken a back seat to all of the other news that's going on. But there's no question in our poll, just like the other polls out there, Elizabeth Warren has become the one to watch. Joe Biden continues to hang on to his lead at 28%, down from the low 30s over time here. He has very strong vote among senior Democrats and among African-American Democrats. But Elizabeth Warren has been broadening her constituency. She really does very well with uh, well-educated uh, progressives. She is almost the elite candidate, but she's growing and she's trying to broaden her base. And she's trying to eat into the more youthful base that Bernie Sanders has had since Bernie Sanders was the first to really introduce the idea of free college out there on the stump the last time he ran. Kamala Harris at 6%, Mayor Pete at 3%, no one else really getting uh, above 3%. So you, you, this, this race really has telescoped to three, four, maybe five candidates. Uh, I don't see Yang or O'Rourke really breaking out of their base. There's a, a lot of organized youth support, I think, for Mayor Pete. Uh, Kamala Harris will have some good opportunities in California and the strength of her organization will be tested. I think she still has to come back from her debate performances that have have set her back from the initial attack on Joe Biden. Uh, Bernie Sanders, again, a little weaker this time out than people thought. Warren, the one who's on the move. And Biden, uh, despite everyone throwing everything at him, has so far been able to hold on to his lead. 61%, however, are underwhelmed uh, with the slate of candidates, and it's still technically possible for a Bloomberg or a Hillary Clinton to jump back in here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Hillary Clinton's more active on the stump, and, and Bloomberg certainly had considered running before, and he might well consider it again. That's the thing about Democratic primaries, just as when you think you know how they're going to come out. Uh, uh, events can overtake what your predictions are and shake the whole race up. Uh, in this case, though, no one is getting close to 50 percent. Um, you have to watch closely Biden and whether or not he continues to erode and whether Warren can break out from the from the 17 percent she's now garnered. Biden is definitely uh, seen in the mid-30s, 34 percent, as the candidate who has the best chance of winning against Donald Trump. That sinks to 12% for Sanders, 11% for Warren. No one else gets a significant vote on that. I don't know, you know, it's always an interesting question. Whoever gets the nomination by definition has the best chance of beating President Trump. And we've seen in the past some really, uh, that this question has been off. A lot of people thought McCain and Romney would both put, uh, put in very strong races. Uh, against President uh, Obama and really didn't turn out to be the case. Other candidates might have been stronger. No one thought really Donald Trump was a strong enough candidate to defeat Hillary Clinton. Uh, right now, uh, Donald Trump continues to underperform in terms of having a solid base for re-election. He's at 38% definitely or probably vote for Trump. Um, you know, for someone at this point coming in an incumbent with such a strong economy, that is a troublesome performance for Trump. 
Uh, it shows that he's got some significant vulnerabilities. Uh, the percentage that will probably or definitely vote for a Democrat, though, is at, is at 44. So still not close to a majority, but it means that Trump would have to take most of the independent voters, most of the undecided, uh, to catch up there, which means that this is mostly about Donald Trump versus Donald Trump at this point. Uh, for several months, we've been comparing uh, potential Democratic issue slates, uh, particularly more progressive issue slate, uh, against the Trump issue slate, and then breaking out these kind of sandwiches of issues that we've put together uh, to see the individual elements. So just as a, a sandwich somehow uh, is not just the sum of its parts, uh, we take a look both at the entire sandwich and then we take a look at the lettuce and the tomato individually and see how they factor in. So on the one side, we asked a president, which candidate are you more likely to vote for? A presidential candidate who stands for the Green New Deal on climate change, Medicare for all, free college tuition, opening our borders to many more immigrants, and raising taxes to pay for these programs. 42% would favor a candidate with those issue positions. Now on the other side, a presidential candidate who stands for lower taxes and reduced government regulations, strengthening our military, strengthening our border to reduce illegal immigrants, standing up more to China and Iran, and seeking better trade deals for the U.S. That issue slate got 58%. So I don't think the first one will necessarily be where Democrats come out. We will play with different issue slates and different issue sandwiches in the coming months. Uh, then we broke out the individual issues, and there was surprisingly strong interest in better trade deals. 88% were interested in that. Lowering taxes, not a surprise that that would be so high. Standing up to China and Iran, surprised that that really came up number third, so is strengthening the military. Uh, reducing government regulations, also popular. But if you look then at the core democratic proposals, particularly those coming a little bit more from the progressive candidates, Green New Deal liked at 65%, but lower than than uh, seeking better trade deals and lowering taxes. Medicare for all, 61%. Uh, free college tuition, 57%. Uh, Opening up borders to more immigrants was disfavored, right, by 61%. Raising taxes to pay for these programs also disfavored by 63%. So the Democrats had the lower producing issues, even if they had some popularity, and, and then also had two real uh, issues that set them back, raising taxes and opening the borders to more immigrants. And so that makes the other issue platform considerably stronger, and it means that a Democrat who runs will have to take back some of those planks, such as standing up to China and Iran or strengthening our military, and can't really cede all of these key issues uh, to the Republican, not if they're going to run on issues. But elections aren't always about issues. Sometimes they're about character, personality, and values. And here's where Trump is weak. When you think of Donald Trump, do you like or dislike him personally? 29% like him personally, 60% dislike him, 11% unsure. 
I don't know how you're unsure of that question, but uh, that figure of 29% is is really uh, the the albatross around uh, Donald Trump's neck is particularly the image that he has conveyed uh, as it's come out through social media, which is most of the interactions that people have in messaging, as we've seen a lot of people want to see him tweet less, that has has generated a divisive image uh, with some of the other issues that circulate around his character. And so despite the good economy, this question is one that I've never seen, you know, for a major candidate who could win be as low as it is and represents a significant issue or problem for the president. So then we asked people about whether or not they felt more comfortable with centrist candidates or those to the left or the right. I mean, if you turn on your TV, it seems like on TV, everybody wants somebody from the left if you tune into one channel, and everybody wants somebody from the right if you tune in another channel. But neither of those channels seem to be the channel of America. Whatever political party you happen to belong to, do you think you are more to the left than most members of your party, more to the right, or about in the middle? 61% said, hey, they're more in the middle. But the most important question, and probably the most important new question in the poll is personally, do you want to vote for a presidential candidate who is more to the right, more to the center, or more to the left? 61% said more to the center. 26% said more to the right. And 13% said more to the left. Uh, that is an incredible number of voters saying what they really want is a centrist candidate for president. And it doesn't seem to be what's being served up to them, despite what they really strongly want to see. And it is the contrast between the divisiveness and partisanship that we see every day and the genuine sense and heart of the American people.